And we are back to talk about more Mandalorian, the most okay show in the galaxy. Wait, wait I thought the name of the show was Bounty Hunters Betraying Each Other. <laughs> pretty much. It's, it's pretty much the <laughs> it's show. Once again, once again, that's the plot. <laughs> that is Bounty you're not, you're Hunters not wrong. Betraying Each Other. <laughs> like, and, uh, you can never have a mission where it doesn't happen. Right. And to set this up, uh, I, I heard, I, I don't know if it was Disney, someone from Disney who said this, but I, I keep hearing rumors that. The reason they put out this episode on Wednesday, two days before Rise of Skywalker, is because this is an episode that you had to have watched going into Rise of Skywalker to understand something. And now um, you're saying that's bull. I'm not saying it's bullshit, but what kind of annoys me is that, like, the okay, so, how do I say this? in the middle this? of Rise of Skywalker, Baby Yoda shows up and just starts fucking stuff up, and you're like, God, who is fucking Baby wish. Yoda? Oh. I fucking wish. I fucking wish that was a thing. Spoilers, that's not a thing. But here's what annoys me, right? Is because a lot of these abilities that we see in the uh -huh. new canon, the old canon did, but yeah. apparently every time the new canon tries to do it, it's fucking stupid. For example, Mr. Sunday <laughs> Movies recently came out with a video, uh, Palp the Emperor's First Return, right? Right, it was the review of Dark Empire, which, which right. I have to say, Dark Empire, in retrospect, is horrible. But I remember when Dark Empire came out, because... You know, everybody's like, oh, it was the first, like, edgy Star Wars that there had ever been. Yes. And and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's so it's so incredible. And Chris, like, each issue is, like, three pages, and it costs, like, $5. And, and But it was, you know, and at the time, like, everyone was really excited. But looking back on it, you're like, come on, Palpatine coming back with, like, clones of himself. In clones, yeah. And the thing is, I, I didn't think you could clone Force users. But the, the thing, the gist is basically that Luke actually turns the dark side in Dark Empire, yeah. and he appears in front of Leia as a projection. Yeah. But when the, the, that's the old canon, right? This is no longer canon. But when the motherfucker does it in Last Jedi, he fucking dies. Like, what the hell? Well, you know, he did it over a long distance, and he was old and angry. Who knows? What the... And Luke in Dark Empire also did it over a long distance. Like, come on, what? It's come two on. different characters. I mean, like... like I guess. Comic book, comic book exp first expanded universe Luke was badass, you know? And, and while canon Luke is angry hobo, like, you know... Oh, I will uh, say this. Jaded I about the Force thing. You know? I will say this, because I've seen the movie already. Um, a buddy yeah. of mine is a Star Wars YouTuber. He hooked me up. <laughs> but uh, you, you, I got, you, saw, you saw a sneak preview. Because when you posted, I was like, what? He's seen it already? No, I saw the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh -huh. I, was like, I, I was like, I was like, I thought it didn't come out. And you, you, did you see a sneak preview? No, no, I didn't go anywhere. Like, uh, uh, apparently Disney has, like, these websites, these secret, super secret websites that you can go oh, on. Certain oh, people can, can watch it that way. Yeah, people who can't make it to the premiere. And the annoying thing about it is that his name is plastered on the fucking screen, and it's kind of annoying. Like, you, you remember ever downloading that stuff from, like, You know what would know, be funny? Uh, you know what would be funny if, if, if I go to see the movie and his name is plastered all over the screen? <laughs> and I was like, that was just an artistic choice that they <laughs> it's made. It's just a stupid watermark. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what J.J. Abrams was thinking, but <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a stupid-ass watermark. But no, I saw it, and I gotta say, this is not really spoilers. Obviously, we know Luke is in the film. He was in the trailers. Um, yeah. He has the stupidest wig that I just could not get over. Like, the wig he wears in it is so fucking dumb. Because I guess Mark Hamill didn't expect to come back for episode 9 because of what happened in 8. So he's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna trim my hair. 
And they're oh. like, oh, no, no, we need you again. And he's like, oh, fuck. So he wears a wig, and it's so distracting and stupid, and you can tell it's a wig. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, he kind of looked weird at the end of... of uh... I mean, it was his projection, so I guess he chose to project himself looking weird. But yeah, his projection was kind of weird with his dyed hair and everything. In the last episode of Mandalorian, which we got to get to. Um, yeah, yeah. We are here to talk about bounty are... hunters betraying each other. Right. In the last episode of bounty hunters betraying each other, you thought that guy's hair was like a wig was really noticeable. Wait till you go to the movies tomorrow and you fucking <laughs> see this shit. This shit is ridiculous. All right, let's get to bounty hunters betraying each other. Yeah. And uh, so... Mandalorian, he's on his ship. He's about to go to the next episode where nothing happens. And uh, he receives a message from Grief Karga, uh, Carl Weathers. And Grief yeah. Karga's town has been overrun by Imperial troops led by the client who is desperate to recover the child. Now, we still don't know why they want the child so badly. Um, I My theory was that, I guess, they because we all know that Palpatine comes back in Episode Nine. I thought they wanted Baby Yoda because... Maybe that species is incredibly strong in the Force naturally, and I mm. guess the clone Emperor Pal- army of them, yeah. Maybe a clone army. My theory is that maybe he needs Baby Yoda to give to the Emperor because maybe the Emperor, in order to stay alive, because he's so old, he's old in Episode One. So maybe in order to stay alive, he needs to feed off the Force, I guess, or mm. Force users. Mm. 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 But what doesn't make any sense is that after the Battle of Jakku, which is a year after Endor. All the known Imperials who are still alive flee into unknown regions. And I believe this takes place seven years after Endor. So I don't know why this guy is here, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Imperial client, he wants the child. I don't even think we find out the guy's name. I think we do. Maybe. I, I forgot. But Karga uh, proposes to the Mandalorian that they use the child as bait in order to cl- kill the client and free the town. In return... Cargo will squash things with the guild, which would allow the Mandalorian and the child to live in peace instead of living on the run and having to take odd jobs from guys who betray him. Mm. Um, sensing a trap, the Mandalorian recruits Cara Dune on Sorgen. And I like the, the cool thing that she has going on when we first see her. She's fighting that guy with the belt thing. Yeah, yeah. I no, thought that, that was, was pretty that was cool. Fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he recruits her, and this is, once again, that Rick and Morty episode <laughs> where Rick is recruiting people for a job. And at first she says no. But then once when he uh, tells her it's to kill an Imperial, she agrees. And I guess it's because she's kind of bored on Sorgan doing nothing, and she'll take any job if it means killing Imperials. Yeah. Um, then we go it back. Very, it was very Marion Ravenwood, you know, really, from, from Raiders, you know, where, like, she's betting on a drinking contest, and here she's, like, betting on her own, like, you know, pit fighting, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then the person from her past comes in. But, yeah, okay. Then, then so, it really, they, they start going into... Let's take as many of the past episodes and try to make them relevant by bringing a character back. Right. And they go yeah. back to the first planet where they found Baby Yoda, and they, he tries to recruit Queel, uh, Queel the Ugnaught, to assist him. And mm. apparently Queel has also rebuilt and reprogrammed IG-11, which I yeah. think is really cool. And not to mention, I do like the little montage of IG-11 learning to do things again. Yeah, it was so weird that I... I w- he could have just, they could have just had a throwaway line, like, I reprogrammed him. But then they went on this, like, long montage of him, like, getting <laughs> trained and, like, going through, like, rehabilitation for, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, 
you know, this was like really significant that that, they, that he had to he had to rehabilitate this robot. But okay, I, I think the reason is, and we'll go into it towards the end because I think the reason is that the IG Eleven unit might end up joining Mando's crew for season two because the season yeah. two is confirmed. And not to mention, not to mention, there are Mando. Cara Dune and IG-11 are always shown on the posters constantly. Yeah. And I thought, and we thought it was kind of weird how... That, yeah, that IG-11 was shot in the head at the end of the first episode. And so this, I mean, the minute he came back, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, he's back. He's okay. back. And um, so apparently on their way to, you know, they recruit Quill and he wants to, you know, bring also some uh, some uh, the, uh, bl- the blogs with him as well and all that stuff. And they, yeah. they go... And I have spoken. I have spoken, of course, which is like the new "May the Force will be with you." I, I like that way better than any other catchphrase we have in this entire show. I like it way better than <laughs> "This is the way." I have spoken. Oh yeah, yeah. So on their way to Navarro, which is the Guild Planet, um, the Mando and Cardoon are, are doing an arm wrestling thing, and I guess Baby Yoda senses some kind of danger going on here that the Mando might lose, and he starts force choking. Yeah, he starts force choking her. Oh my. <laughs> By the way, by the way, so right before doing this, I, I, I was playing HQ Trivia with my wife likes to play HQ Trivia every night. So I'm playing, and it's Star Wars Trivia tonight. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to rock this. I've won HQ Trivia three times, mm-hmm. and I've won, I've won three times, two times. It was Game of Thrones night, and I was just like ridiculously easy, you know, right. for, for a- assholes like us. And then... <laughs> And then I won Back to the Future night. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I, Star Wars, I was like, I know Star Wars pretty well. Um, and so uh, I got out on question. There were something 20, 21 questions tonight. And I got out on question like uh, 18 or 19. And it was, it was who did Vader force choke in, in, uh, in A New Hope? Oh, fuck. Even I don't know that motherfucker's name. Yeah, well, so the choices were Grand Moff Tarkin, which obviously not. Right. And then, then it was General Somebody, and then it was Admiral Mahdi. And I was Mahdi. Like, it's Mahdi. Right, but I sat there and was like, why is an admiral on a battle station? And so I put the general, and I, and I, and I didn't get it. But it was Admiral Mahdi. And so it, it was Mahdi. Now I remember. Yeah, because I even I think like, they had like a, like a toy of Admiral Mahdi being choked. Yeah, so that was the big that was the big shame. Big shame. My wife was so disappointed. Shame. She's like Shame. Why what did I marry shame. a dork for if I can't win HQ trivia with you? You're lucky it wasn't Harry Potter Knight. She mopped the floor with you, bro. <laughs> it's true. Though no, you know, Harry Potter Knights have happened and she's she has not won. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. No, we've only the, the two of us have only won HQ trivia. They they also have one called HQ Words. We won that one, but the uh, we won. Uh, yeah, we've only won three times. Two times for Game of Thrones. Once for Back to the Future. There you go. Why, do, you, do we money why, for this, by the way? Yeah, but it's like it's divided up. Actually, tonight. Um, so it's usually just pennies and cents. So like, uh, for for Game of Thrones, like I won like two bucks or something, oh. and then another two bucks. So like all of our winnings for playing this, like we've been playing trivia like nearly every day for for like a year we have like nine (laughs) dollars but tonight star wars trivia uh it was three dollars per person because they they pay they take a pool and then they divide it by the winners Mm -hmm. so it was like so it was like a hundred thousand people began and then 300 people won 
for a thousand dollars. So it was like three. Everybody got like three dollars and thirty cents. You know, that's that's been a, like a like, and, and Preston will back me up on this. That's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Take a random person from the audience and then like bring them on the podcast with us and have you just quiz them on Game of Thrones. <laughs> we'll have our own Game of Thrones game show. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to the Game of Thrones game show. <laughs> I would love. It. I'm actually. I really want to do something like that. We got to set it up. But the problem is, is that like when you have the person needs to have like a Skype or Discord, and it's like it's like a whole thing. And then like people's microphones are shit, and you're like, oh god, here we go. And then like everybody in the comments section is going, why did you guys pick someone with shitty microphone? And I'm like, oh, guys, come on. Dude. Yeah. Also, like, I, there were some difficult ones that I had to guess on, like that had to do with actors, you know. And you're like, mm. ah, you know, behind the scenes stuff, like, mm-hmm. like the um, Ian McGregor is the nephew. Of the actor that plays what character? Wedge and Tilly's. They <laughs> say, yeah, good, good one, good job. I don't know the yeah. actor's name who plays Wedge and Tilly's. I don't think anybody <laughs> else does, but still, but Wedge you remember, and Tilly's. You're, yeah, you remember the random thing. Anyway, how, how did we get off Mando? How did we get off <laughs> Body Hunters betraying each other? <laughs> so, so Baby Yoda force chokes him, and the uh, and everybody still doesn't know what the, I've heard rumors about this power. Uh, apparently, you were in the Empire for three of Cara Dune's lifetime, so. You were in the new. You were you were in the old republic as well, like because he says three of her lifetimes. So I don't. Oh god, have you have you ever read? Have you? Um, do you know about Cody Johnston and even more news? No, I do or not. Some more news. He does this like he does this angry news podcast, and he did one. He did, you'll love it. It's like forty five fucking minutes, <laughs> and it's him doing. But it's rather than him doing like regular news, it's him doing news for. Uh, the Star Wars universe, but he oh. like is a, he's an anchor person for every movie, <laughs> and all of a sudden, and it's incredible because he's just like, "Hey guys, did you know that slavery still exists in the in the, in the Republic? You know these Jedi's that are going around that are supposed to be all good, they should really be stopping slavery." You know, like, <laughs> but anyway. He gets to he gets to like the the, the Force <laughs> Awakens time, mm. and he's like, "Yeah." Weirdly, he's like, weirdly, there's all these people that, that believe that the Jedi are myth. Like, really, the Jedi, who were just like a thing like 20 years ago, are now. <laughs> and he's like, this is becoming a popular belief in the universe, in the galaxy. Like, Well, here's the thing. I, the thing I don't, I, the thing I'm, I'm struggling to understand is because they, they switched up the canon now, I... I know for a fact that Luke was in the Rebellion. Everybody knew about Luke being in the Rebellion, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But, but other than using his lightsabers, I don't know whether or not he used his Force abilities. Because if you recall, Luke in Empire didn't use it that much. He was still kind of a novice at it. And you, you kind of see that, that he's still kind of learning to use it when he gets uh, trapped by the Wampa uh, in, in this ice caves. But yeah. in Return of the Jedi, which I believe is like maybe six months to a year between Empire and Jedi... He kind of uses it, but sparingly and very low-key. Like, when he chokes that fucker in Jabba's palace, you know, you, you barely see it. And then when he's lifting 3PO up, like, once again, kind of low-key. Only, only Ewoks are going to see it. Right, so... I, I don't... I mean, mm. I mean, I guess, you know, did he tell people in the Rebel Alliance, like, I actually used the Force to guide my fucking missile into that hole? I wouldn't yeah. use that. I would just say that's fucking skill and have everybody just, like, celebrate me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. What the fuck? I mean, I, obviously, like, obviously the Wampa didn't didn't tell anybody after well, yeah. his arm cut off. 
and um, and you know, I guess when he was hanging on that TV antenna, like I don't, nobody really saw him fighting Darth Vader. Some people at Jabba's palace that didn't go to the barge might have might have seen him use his Jedi mind trick on somebody. Maybe like do, do do people even know all the Jedi abilities? Because uh, as far as anybody knows, the, the Jedi just have like laser swords, and they can like you know negotiate really well. Little does everybody know it's mind tricks, but <laughs> like you know. So, but anyways, so Cara Dune, yeah. I guess she wasn't aware of what what it is either, and nobody knows what it is. No, this creature. I, I'm assuming the, yeah. the, our bad guys. This, this was like this knows. was like a, a brain trust of dudes sitting around and like don't mm. know what this thing is. Don't know. Total mystery. So they land on Navarro, and upon, uh, upon arrival, they meet Karga and his associates. But en route to the town, they are attacked by Minox. Apparently those large uh, uh, dragon-looking things are Minox, which... They didn't uh, look like Minox at all. No? Because Minox, I mean, weren't Minox... I mean, didn't they have the big suctions on the, on the end of, on their mouths that they, you, you see in the window in the Millennium Falcon in Empire Strikes Back? You see those suction things. Were those Minox? Window. I don't think those were Minox, bro. I think those were just random worm things. I mean... Oh, wait, no, you're be. right. You're right. They were Minox. Oh, well, the Wikipedia here says Minox, so I don't fucking know. Wow, I don't know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Is it here? Is it... No, wow, okay. Weird. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. They didn't look like Minox to me. Well, the Wikipedia thinks here says Minox, and as we all know, Wikipedia never lies. Yeah. Um, so, but during the attack at night, Karga is injured, but the child uses the Force to heal his wound. In return, once they're arriving at the town, Karga shoots both of his associates and explains that the original plan was to kill the Mandalorian and take the child to the client. However, they formulate a new plan. Karga will pretend that Dune captured the Mandalorian, and all three will enter the town to meet the client and kill him that way. Mm-hmm. So they enter the town, and they come across a, co- a couple of uh, scout troopers. And uh, I love how the scout troopers are just so like, ugh, whatever. Hey, I will give you, I'll give you cash for that guy's helmet. And yeah. uh, I don't know, I, I just like that. But uh, <laughs> So they go in, and uh, they meet the client. But uh, the problem is, is that the, because the plan has changed, the Mando wants Quill to return the child back to the ship. And they get to the meeting, and the client receives a call from Moff Gideon, whose troops surround the building and open fire, killing the client. And Gideon arrives on his cool-looking tie, and he says that the mm. child will soon be in his possession. On the In the desert outside of the town, scout troopers track and seemingly kill Kui and take the child, ending the episode on a nice little cliffhanger. Yeah. Now, when I said, when I, so if we go back to... Uh, you know how some some dude with a cape and boots like walked up um, in the desert in, in on our Tatooine episode. Mm-hmm. I thought when when I when I said us, oh, probably that Breaking Bad guy, because um, we knew that the Breaking Bad guy was going to be in um, a later episode. Now he's arrived, and it turns out he's Moff. What's his face? Gideon. Mo- Moff Gideon. Um, so that doesn't seem. So now I'm wondering who the hell is the guy with the boots and the cape back on Tatooine. It could still be Moff Gideon. We still have one more episode and he could re- and he could reveal that um, perhaps he was the one who uh, was behind that assassin or wanted to uh, uh, recruit that assassin to actually go after the Mandalorian before the Mandalorian got to her first. So yeah. that could be a thing. But once again, I believe 
this uh, series takes place uh, several years after, once again, Endor. And um, remember, Endor happens a year afterwards, the Battle of Jakku happens, that really just cripples the Imperial Remnant. And yeah. after the Battle of Jakku, several Imperials retreat into Unknown Region, and they start to form the First Order in Unknown Regions. I believe this takes place several years after the Battle of Jakku as well. So I think the Imperials who are left are either just losers, or maybe they're just here to kind of either scout out what the New Republic is doing, or maybe capture Force Sensitives. Because as we all know, the Emperor is back in Rise of Skywalker. And I think the reason why they're so invested in Baby Yoda is because they want Baby Yoda to give back to the Emperor so he can keep living. Because there's no way this motherfucker is this, like... He's not a, there's no way he could be immortal. And we've seen immortal Sith before in the original canon. Um, Darth mm. Vivite from the Old Republic video game. Um, uh, Darth Nihilus, I think. There's and some legend with Darth Bane as well. I think so. I think... I, th I don't know Darth Bane as much because I never really... I think... Did I ever read the Bane trilogy? I don't think so. But I know Darth Nihilus and Darth Nihilus's boyfriend, the guy with the cracks all over him with the green skin. I think he was also immortal. Uh, that's from the Old Republic video games from like the early 2000s. But regardless, we've seen Sith live a long time. But I don't know if they rewrote the canon to where like they had to absorb the essence of Force users. Mm, mm. So, yes. Uh, first off, I gotta say, as cool as this episode was, I still can't give it above a 7.5. <laughs> I still I, can't. I do think it might be the best episode. Again. Uh, so far. But it's not, but yeah. Because, well, one, I appreciate the fact that we're finally bringing some continuity. We're, we're finally bringing some arc, mm -hmm. you know? So I like the fact that these other, char other characters are brought back. Um, I also like that there are some stakes. We actually had a character die. Yes. You know? When and... Kui dies, I mean, come on. That I don't know if he is dead, but I think, I think, I think that's why IG-11 will join Mando because yeah. uh, the whole time Mando doesn't want the IG-11 unit with him on the planet when the, the plan goes down. So I think IG-11 sees yeah. his master die. But it's like, it's like this is a piece of <laughs> that gets to like continue. What would you call him? I called him no, it's it's quill. It's quill. It's, it's, it's not quill. It's not. It's not. No, Jesus Christ. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I think I might have to censor that. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how YouTube feels about that word. I, I think I might have to censor. I don't know that. if they can recognize it. We'll see. Well, no, we won't fucking see. I'm censoring that. But <laughs> so so I love Moff Gideon. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito is fucking awesome. I love that that actor. But his Tie Fighter is so ridiculous. Like Tie Fighters normally just come in and just land, and that's it. Their wings don't like fold, fold like that. Yeah. It seems so. It seems like it takes up more way that's more. That's why somebody comes in and be like, that's because it's a Tie, uh, you know, version A16. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read the technical manual. I didn't, I didn't think TIE Fighters... I still don't think TIE Fighters can do that. So it's probably just a specialized TIE that has uh, S-foils like the X-Wings well, do. Well, you know how they, they, you know, they retcon the abilities of these ships every 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 movie. Mm -hmm. Like, X-Wings didn't have warp speed, and then all of a sudden, Return of the Jedi, they have, they have light speed, you know? like Warp speed and light speed, my God. Whatever, it's, it's you know, they, they, can, they can, you know, put on their, their special lighty... 
lighty stuff. Well, to be fair, even TIE fighters in the First Order don't have the ability to go ludicrous speed, but Kylo (laughs) Kylo Ren's TIE fighter has the ability to do it, because it's a specialized TIE fighter. It's the TIE silencer. Um, Right, but there's the whole joke, like, I mean... You know, in the original in the original movie, it's like the big ships have the ability to go to hyperspace, mm-hmm. and the small ships don't. But then all of a sudden, they they want Luke to be able to fly in his X-wing to, to the Dagobah system or something, and so they pop him in. A, I guess his ship all of a sudden has the ability to go, um, and, and then you see a whole bunch of them going to hyperspace in the in the last in Return of the Jedi. So I think the way uh, it works is all the rebel ships have uh, light speed capabilities, a hyper light speed hyperdrive, and the Tie fighters don't because they're mass produced and the hyperdrives are way too expensive. So not to mention, I also don't think they they have to have life support systems. Because why they, why would the Empire with all of their money have it? Well, you know, the, the, the <laughs> rebels, <laughs> the, the rebels, the ragtag group. Of course, all of their ships have. Have a hyperdrive, you know. But but let's be honest. Like one X wing. Let's, let's not. I mean, we, they didn't even put it on freaking Darth Vader's ship, you know. Like Darth Vader's Tie Fighter didn't have it. He had to he had to fly back, crap in his suit for like weeks or whatever. <laughs> Darth Vader Darth Vader's Tie Fighter might have had, but I I don't know. I have to check if they added that crap. But no, for every X, I think one X wing is worth like three tight three or four Tie Fighters in both cost and I think like power because x-wings are just fucking awesome and, well again like like this is this is what gets me is that in a new hope the tie fighter and the x-wing are pretty much evenly matched mm-hmm. and then there's a scene in return of the jedi where you see an x-wing go boom 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 three tie fighters in a row mm-hmm. and you're like what what happened you know? <laughs> there's even a series like tie tie fighter versus x-wing or something like that that i've never got a chance yeah. to play that's supposed to be awesome but I love the, the rivalry between the two. Regardless, regardless, this fucking guy is is the man. They even have the toy. I, I remember seeing like this toy like on eBay, the uh, stormtrooper transport toy. Oh really? You okay. never you don't remember that transport toy? The 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 one where the stormtroopers come out of in the episode? Mm, no, no, I don't. <laughs> and, and Moff Gideon, he ain't fucking around. His stormtroopers are all clean and nice and white and shiny and shit. And fucking the client stormtroopers, they're all like raggedy and whatnot. They're all like yellow and dusty. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. so it's so wherever Moth Gideon is coming from, like his guy, the Empire still holds, you know, much command and respect there. He also has a Or or he has like some bleach and some Ajax and like, some steel wool. <laughs> and they can fucking clean their stormtroopers off. You're ridiculous. Well Well, on what's the name of the planet? Navarro? Navarro. Yeah, uh, yeah. They don't have any Ajax and like steel wool, and they can't they can't keep the stormtrooper outfits like looking nice. So, or maybe that, maybe that, maybe that. <laughs> but uh, he has he also has a squad of death troopers with him as well. And death troopers, they don't yeah, fuck the death around. troopers did look good. Yeah, they mm-hmm. looked pretty cool. So yeah, they killed the client unfortunately, and I really like uh, Werner. Werner Herzog's character. I, I really love his voice. His voice is awesome. It's true. And I do like that little scene where he's like, where he's like, are things better, you know, now that the Empire's fallen? You're like, ah, oh, good point. Good point. He also, again, he also mentions you know, how Mandalore, um, uh, he goes, why did Mandalore resist? That actually happened in Star Wars Rebels, where one of the crew of the Ghost comes in and, and Sabine, she's a Mandalorian who likes the graffiti shit, and she comes in and she rallies a lot of the Mandalorians to her side, and I guess they revolt, 
And mm. yeah, um, which is which is interesting because, um, actually, you know what? I'm I'm being way too nerdy right now because I was gonna mention something that happens in the episode that has nothing to do with this. But no, Werner Herzog's character he mentions why did Mandalore resist? You know, the Empire keeps peace, and, and which is true. You kind of do see this in Star Wars Aftermath, the first Aftermath book, where people are just kind of annoyed. Like the Empire did keep the peace. He did keep they did keep people fed in a sense in a lot of worlds. So yeah. even though they were assholes on other worlds, on a good chunk of those worlds, they did keep the peace. They get they did keep people fed, and now the New Republic is struggling whole, to do the whole this. Mussolini like at least the trains ran on time excuse. Yeah, right. So I still can't give this episode a butt of a seven point five. It was not a bad episode, but I'm still not wowed. The ending was awesome, um, and I guess the the beginning where he's recruiting people are awesome. Everything in the middle was kind of. Eh. Well, in the middle, there's just kind of a lot of talking, Mm -hmm. you know? They're walking along this field, and they go camping, and, you know, the the, the dragons come down, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's about it. I don't know. So, yeah, it does. Everything still seems to be set up, you know? Like, like I feel like with this could, you know, I still feel this is like episode two or episode three, like storyline, story-wise. You know, like, nothing seems to have progressed. Like, finally we get a little progression, but which is why, like, it's episode two or three. Mm-hmm. Like, but it doesn't feel, yeah, things still feel slow. But this, this is at least picked up compared to the previous, you know, uh, episodic ones. It, where... It's a $100 million show about almost nothing. It's, it's about guy going on jobs and bounty hunters betraying each other, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like cops, but in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but you've seen the cops Star Wars thing, right? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Troops, I think it was. Troops. <laughs> but uh, once again, episode not bad. I've really been waiting for Moff Gideon, and it's a shame that we're pro- he's probably going to die next episode. I don't know. I haven't seen leaks hmm. or spoilers for it. But I- I'm assuming he will. Um, if he doesn't, fucking fantastic. I love Giancarlo Esposito. He's freaking awesome. But um, I don't know. I- this is the bad guy I've been waiting for. He, he does give off a nice impression. I do expect a lot of the moths to be, like, essentially SS troops that you see in fiction all the time. You've seen Inglorious Bastards, right? Yeah, yeah. Hans Landa, I think it was, played by, um... Oh, God, that's gonna kill me. Um, let me look this up real quick. I'm like you now. Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> Whenever... Yo, you always get mad when you can't remember something. It's on the tip of your... You gotta look it up. It was uh, Christoph Waltz. I, yeah. this, that's how I imagine a lot of the moths. Uh, to be like Christoph Waltz in Glorious Bastards, and uh, yeah, he so far he he puts out a nice <laughs> having having no uh, having no allegiance to anyone and being quite like funny and charming. <laughs> well, not quite like that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, once again, episode was okay. I just found it weird that they released it on Wednesday, but once again, they were <clears> supposed <throat> to have. Um, uh, they wanted to release it so everybody sees that. This is a thing going into Rise yeah. of Skywalker. But like we were discussing, like Dark Empire, as previous Star Wars canon has shown off like certain abilities, and the new canon hasn't handled it well. I don't care what you say of how old Luke was, Hobo Luke should project himself to crate and be fine afterwards. <laughs> I firmly believe that the reason they killed mm-hmm. off Luke in Last Jedi is mainly because Mark Hamill just kept opening his fucking mouth and saying dumbass things before they started filming uh, Last Jedi. And not to mention, have you ever seen the video of the Last Jedi premiere where it's Mark Hamill and Ryan Johnson? And Mark Hamill has this look of shock on his face, like he just can't believe what he just saw. And he looks at Ryan Johnson like he's about to kill him. Have you ever seen that? 
No, no. You gotta see this video. It's literally... Like, I, I was almost afraid that he was going to choke Ryan Johnson right there on the spot. Because what I think actually happened was, is that Ryan Johnson probably told Mark Hamill, don't worry about your character, Luke is fine, Luke is alive yeah. in the next one. And he killed him off and they never told him. And he just found out in the movie. Uh-huh. I mean, I think Mark Hamill, is, it's interesting. I've seen a lot of interviews with him when he was, when he was very young, like during Star Wars. Um and interviews with him much later on. And he's, he's fundamentally the same guy his whole life. I mean, he, obviously, maybe we all are fundamentally who we are our whole lives. But the, um, he is very non-diplomatic person. Like, he's, he just kind of says whatever he wants. Right. Um, I mean, he's good-natured, so he's not, he's not mean. Like some people, when they're like, "Oh, he says what he wants," and they really, you really mean like that person's an asshole. Like, no, like he's a good person. He's a good-natured person, but he doesn't. He just kind of says what's what's on the you know what he's thinking, mm-hmm. what, what's on the tip of his tongue, um, while other people are more guarded uh, about what they say. And so, Mark Hamill, he kind of says stuff, and then later he has to, he, later on he has to kind of apologize and clarify stuff. So. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he thinks because I've I've seen stuff where he says, "Well, I I fundamentally disagreed with what Ryan Johnson did," but then he says, "But I came around to the idea. I think it was okay." No, he's saying that and, just because yeah. he wants that paycheck. So his lawyer called him up and said, "Hey, hey, Mark, quit being an asshole. Um, yeah. Let me show you this real quick. All right, I want I'm I'm gonna timestamp it for you. I need to show you this for the audience who who want to know what the fuck I'm talking about. The name of the video I sent to you on Facebook. The name of the yeah. video is "The Last Jedi." Sad Mark Hamill. It's one minute and twenty two seconds. But what's what's funny of all the things in in Last Jedi that I have a problem with, I don't think the way Mark Hamill was handled was bad. Mm. Like of all, I don't like. He seemed very angry about it. But when I think of like what was bad about Last Jedi, in my opinion, um, the fact that they did nothing interesting with with Ray. Like, they set up this really cool relationship, this really, you know, creepy thing going on with her and Kylo Ren. And then all of a sudden she just leaves and is at at the battle, like, you know, flying the Millennium Falcon, going, yeah, like this, woo! And you're like, what? Like, you had had this really cool thing happen. And then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're just back with the Rebel Alliance and it doesn't matter, you know? Like, that, that kind of stuff pissed me off. Like, when I, when I was, when I, like all the scenes with, with Mark Hamill, I thought were, were pretty good. Like I believed his bitter angriness with the force and like how, you know, it's true. The Jedi shouldn't be this elite uh, group that owns the force. The force should belong to everybody. That makes sense. Like there's reasons for him to be angry. You know, I, I all that makes sense to me. So I don't know. Um, I just didn't like the but fact I, that he dies in Last Jedi. I uh, go on Facebook. I sent you that video. Just mute yourself. Yeah. Just just mute, just mute the video. I uh, I sent you. I sent you. A, you can, by the way, for those of you who are, want to go see the yeah. video, once again, it's the Last Jedi. Sad Mark Hamill. You can see me in the comments section. I put two timestamps in there. Um, click the link I just sent you and okay. look at his face. Look his <laughs> look at his face. Oh my God! Right. Now, That's so Mark Hamill. Why, okay, now <laughs> skip to one minute and fourteen seconds. Look at the face he gives this motherfucker. Skip to yeah. See what I mean? Look at look at. It. It's just. 
It's just incredible. He, do you see the way he's looking at Ryan Johnson? Oh my god. He's looking the way he's looking at Ryan Johnson is like he wants to kill Ryan. I think they did him dirty. I cuz he opened his mouth and he said a bunch of shit. Like he he even criticized a low key criticized Jar Jar Abrams, which is a U- actual YouTuber, has videos of this. Like he even criticizes uh Disney a, a little bit and uh about being all about the I mean, money. I, I, I okay, I will grant that like the only the only way that could happen. I don't think that they they could have killed him without him knowing. But I think there might have been quite a few extra scenes that didn't make the final cut. No, you're being No, he, I think they killed him without him knowing. I think they 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 only told him um, either two minutes before the premiere or he found out at the premiere when he saw the movie for the first time. There is no way. there, Or, or either that or they show... Like you thought he filmed the scene where he's like, wakes up and he's like, <gasps> and then that was going to be the end. And then they just kind of like faded him out with the force ghost. And he was like, what? Yes. I didn't know they were going to do that. What, what, I, what I think happened was when he went, because all, all the actors see the movie, like, at, when after after editing, before, uh, after editing. Yeah, yeah. And I think he saw the movie, and, and he the, the cut that he saw, he lives. And when he left the room, they went back and re-edited it to where he would fade away. And, yeah, I think that's what they did. And he was expecting his character to go into episode 9 just fine. Because, once again, we have seen thousands of times in the original expanded universe canons, novels, comics, even video games where characters force project themselves across the galaxy and are just fine. But yeah. here, he does it, and boom. You could argue that because he's so old, he wasn't old in Dark Empires, he is here, that maybe putting that much force ability and power out there took a toll on him. He's older, and he had he, and he cut himself off from the force, and all of a sudden reactivates it just like I that. Mean, eh. Here's the, the thing is, he projects himself... In Empire Strikes Back. Um, he does? I mean, not visually. Oh, right. Audi- auditorily, right. He, he, he projects himself to Leia. But on the same planet. No. They're on the same planet. But then later on, Vader projects. Uh, I guess they're still not that far from each other. But Vader then projects to to Luke when they're in the getaway. You know, flying away. And in, in, um, I guess they'd already gotten to hyperspace at that point. But... Um, but so I mean, Vader does it and doesn't die. But that's all you know. In a sense, you're projecting yourself. And before way. someone in the comment section says that yes, there's actually a deleted scene <clears throat> from Return of the Jedi at the very beginning where Luke is constructing his lightsaber, where Vader calls out to Luke again, and uh, and Luke and Vader is like somewhere else in the galaxy, and Luke is on Tatooine, and yeah. yeah, he's constructing his lightsaber. But at the same time, we all know that Anakin is incredibly strong in the Force. So Luke, is, I don't think Luke is that. As powerful, but but you are you are correct. I mean, in my opinion, you're correct that it doesn't seem that difficult when you're talking about all of the things that are magical and difficult, right? You know, making an image of yourself somewhere else doesn't seem like something that would cause you to have a heart attack and die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like like what I know that's based on nothing, <laughs> because, but it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem that big. Like I feel like projecting yourself across the universe in order to like prevent in order to prevent a planet from exploding that might kill you you know <laughs> or like something really difficult um but yeah just projecting like an image of yourself doesn't seem that hard Preston, what would you give mandalorian a scale from 1 to 10 i would give it a 7.5 still not above it I, I, yeah I, I give it yeah 7 7.5 something like that mm-hmm. it was it was 
this 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 episode had me, you know, it had me uh, look, you know, uh, it had my attention the most. I I finally I liked the fact that they brought characters back. I thought IG Eleven was funny. Mm-hmm. The few lines they gave him, I thought Kira Dune. What what's that? Yeah, T. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Kira Dune was was great. Um, oh, yeah, she's awesome. I was actually sitting there going, I was actually sitting there going, huh, you know, considering that she's not a professional actor, she's doing a pretty good job um, in all of her scenes. Uh, I think she's great. Um, uh, yeah, I thought the, the, the battle scene, I thought the tension, um, I, I, li- I liked the villains. It, everything held together was a great episode, um, but yeah, it wasn't anything that just wowed me. It's not like I'm getting punched emotionally going, oh, God. Uh, you know, I'm not learning about the human condition. The first half is good. Last half, the last uh, leg of the episode was also awesome as well. Um, that and Everything in the middle was just, I was just waiting for Moff Gideon to show up. I was just waiting for them to go back to Werner Herzog. Because I, I keep, I keep, the one thing I, the one thing I, <laughs> I, I didn't realize about a Star Wars show is how much I would miss, like, stormtroopers and like you know tie fighters and x-wings and stuff like that well while i enjoy like the bounty hunting stuff it's cool but could i enjoy a whole show of it i have my answer kind of um i i I was thinking a lot about uh whether like what was missing from the mandalorian and um because i was having this argument uh, about watchmen and the question of themes came up thieves and it's like Themes, you oh, know, themes. like so, <clears throat> themes, yeah. So, <clears throat> essentially, essentially, with 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 any piece of like fiction, mm-hmm. there's this idea that often there's a theme, meaning that that action means more than just what's going on with the character. Right. So you know, John enters a room. If there's a theme, it means that there's more than just John entering a room. You know, it, 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 something something. It symbolizes something. There's some sort of message going on with it, right? And so Watchmen, they've crammed so many themes at once into it. You know, you're watching an episode, and yes, there's people bat, there's people um, trying to rule the world, but you've got religious themes, you've got political themes, you've got social themes all going on at the same time, and it's just full, filled with it. And even Star Wars <clears throat> has a lot of themes going on, especially with regards to, like, um, politics and war and, and, and the, these sorts of things and what they mean. And certainly The Last Jedi uh, shoved in a bunch of themes about um, uh, equality in the galaxy and, and you know, you know and, and I don't know, the, the, the force being exclusive and what that meant and it being, you know, the people's revolt kind of idea. And then I was saying going to Mandalorian. I was like, does Mandalorian have a theme? Like, does anything that happens on screen mean more than what's happening on the screen? Mm. Uh, I guess. Because uh, even really. with, like, the original Star Wars, like, there's definitely stuff in there about Vietnam. Right. And, you know, there... there, there you know, George Lucas is making a statement about war because war is generally political and, you know, things like this. Does, like, does the Mandalorian mean anything? Like, what is, what are the, what as an artist is Jon Favreau trying to say about the human condition with 
the Mandalorian. But at the same time, does it have to mean anything? Can it just be like a kick-ass spaghetti western? Right. I mean, it can, but it's just very funny that an art form would not have a theme. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's very strange that art doesn't try to say more than what it is, you know? Yeah. Like, even, even, even Sesame Street, like, there's, a, there's an educational theme going on above Cookie Monster doing something, you know? Like, <laughs> like when Cookie Monster is, is saying, like, oh, I learned about the, the letter C, like, the theme is, like, yes, Cookie Monster is learning about the, the letter C, but we really want the audience to learn about the letter C. Right. You know, like, what, what is the Mandalorian trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. What is the Mandalorian trying to say? Besides, this I is the know. way. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like, like at least with Game of Thrones, like you knew that, like, okay, this is an anti-war narrative, and there, there's a lot of statements about feminism in there, and things like mm-hmm. that, and and um, and I just don't know what the Mandalorian is. It's it's really when you say like people are doing stuff on screen, does it mean anything more than what the people are doing on screen? I, I don't know. The theme could have been identity because, and, and, and we get close to it in episode four when, when uh, Mando, Mando and the, the widow in the village, they're talking about like, you know, the culture and whatnot and taking off the helmet and all that stuff. The whole theme of the entire show could have been identity, but mm. not really because you never really see him. He doesn't really go into much detail about his background. We see flashbacks here and there and that little tidbit of conversation about what Mandalorians are and about who he is, blah, 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 blah. But... No, it kind of misses the mark on theme. Like identity, fatherhood, like parents. Right. Like he is an orphan and then he's picking up Yoda. Are they making some sort of comment about that? What does it mean to What does it mean to live by a code, perhaps? Uh. What do you guys think? What do you think of the Mandalorian theme? Put it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's Preston's attempt but, to be a, a generic YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the. I think we might be pinning down why Mandalorian's been feeling a little vacant. Right. Is that it doesn't really have a theme. <sighs> I can't wait till you watch Rise of Skywalker. We're gonna do Rise of Skywalker podcast, <laughs> right? We are. We are. I just gotta. I just gotta figure out. Uh, I mean, I gotta. Have someone take care of the take care of the baby. Oh, that's right. You gotta have somebody take care of Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Well, see, it's so easy with the Mando. He just leaves the ship and locks a <laughs> locks a door. Freaking Baby Yoda is fine. I have to sit there and be like, "Fuck, who's gonna feed him in two hours?" By the way, some people have a theory that Baby Yoda, because if a Jedi is strong enough in the Force, they can see the future, and this is actually mm. somewhat of a rare trait, actually. Um. Uh, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas, who we hear about for the first time in Episode 2, was a Jedi who actually had the ability to to actually uh, view the future through the Force. Not not every Jedi has this ability. Some do. Anakin did, and Master Sifo-Dyas did as well. Um, Yeah. Maybe Baby Yoda... Of course, Anakin Anakin only seems to use it for pod racing, though. Right. And, and for Padme as well. However, maybe Baby Yoda can see the future because at one point in the episode, um, they're all downstairs talking and then all of a sudden the ship is rocking back and forth and that's Baby Yoda fucking with the controls. The theory here is that maybe ba- Baby Yoda saw the future that either he was going to die or maybe Mando or someone on the crew was going to die and he was trying to stop the whole trip. 
Mm. 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 Some some heavy theories for um for Mandalorian. For, this, for Mandalorian. It's no Dornish master plan, but it's something. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can't wait till you see Rise of Skywalker. In my personal opinion, the only people who will ever really get anything out of this film are those uh those fledgling YouTubers who fucking get their rocks off and their channels increased in subscribe numbers by trashing it. Because there have been YouTubers, bro, in the last two years who went from like five mm-hmm. subscribers to 500,000 subscribers just by trashing Last Jedi. I'm not even kidding with you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's how, to, how to make a living. Just be like, those, anti- those SJWs ruining Last Skywalker. This is atrocious. This is the end of the world. Here's a minor spoiler, by the way. Not, not even a minor spoiler. You oh, get your first okay. lesbian kiss in this movie. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Blink and you'll miss. Oh, wow. I mean, so it's like the second kiss that's ever been in Star Wars. I'm trying to think. It's such a sexless world. It's such a, like, there's so little romance and sex Let's in just Star say Wars that... this is probably the, the third kiss ever in Star Wars. It's actually towards the very end. There's a nice lesbian kiss, but it's a blink and you'll miss it type of thing. Okay, okay. And, and it might not, it might not have been a lesbian kiss. It might have been a dude with, like, really long curly hair. <laughs> if I just, I wasn't paying attention that much. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, f- and I will say, though, I will say, um, the, the Rise of Skywalker also has one of the coolest planets I've ever seen in Star Wars. Uh, no joke, there's a really cool planet in, in, in the entire, we'll, we'll, t- we'll discuss it when you watch it, but uh, honestly, okay. I feel as though Rise of Skywalker is going to be heavily debated. People are going to heavily debate Rise of Skywalker, not for the reasons you think. The debate will be basically, what was worse, Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker? That'll be the main debates going forward, whether or not which movie was more worse. I, so so which, which movie was worse? I, I think Rise of Skywalker is atrocious. At least Last Jedi... Um, at least Last Jedi tries to do a subversion of expectations, it, and it fails at it. Red Letter Media had a great skit where uh, Rich mm. Evans. I, did you see Red Letter Media's last? I, I did. Where Rich did. Evans the, has the the, wine, the champagne yeah. bottle and he or the wine bottle and he moves the cup away and it's like, <laughs> remember that? Yeah, yeah. So yes, that's essentially sums up Last Jedi, and you know, but at least Last Jedi tried to do something different. Ryan Johnson tried to do something different, whereas Rise of Skywalker is nonstop. Remember this? You like this thing, huh? Well, here's more of it. That's essentially what the entire film is. Yeah. I mean, I think Rise of Skywalker is one of these things where he was um, very focused on the theme. And I think the theme was very good. It's just that he didn't execute various scenes and plot lines very well. Um, I mean, I think we can. I think we can all say that the... The um, the Finn Rose plot line was was just not executed very well. Oh God, no! Canto um, Bite was trash. You know, yeah, and you know, but overall, like you kind of see what there's. You know, I can see what he was trying to do. I don't know if he executed it very well, but I do think that <clears throat> I personally think Rise of Skywalker is a better movie than Force Awakens. You haven't seen Rise of Skywalker yet. How can you say it's a... I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Last oh, I was about Jedi to say. You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I have not seen Rise of Skywalker. I, yeah, I can't imagine my... I can't imagine it being any good just because it's, it's how, how good can a ninth movie in a series be. Oh, but, by the way, uh, 
I don't know. So a buddy of mine uh, who's a Star Wars fan, and he goes, uh, he just tweeted out, he just tweeted out, I did not love that. It was fine. And I'm sitting here going, bro, come on. The, and I will say this. I have a couple of Star Wars YouTubers who is a couple of Star Wars YouTubers who are friends of mine. And there is one oh. guy who he has seen it as well. And I asked him, did you like it? He goes, oh, God, no, that was trash. I'm like, oh, you're going to say that in your video? He goes, fuck, no, I'm not going to say that in my video. I go, what are you going to say? He oh. goes, I'm going to say it was fine. I'm like, what? Why are you going to say that? He goes, come on, man, you know, because, you know, I'm on the list. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Some YouTubers are on lists for special goodies from companies. A lot of those, oh, yeah, a lot of... the thing Red Letter Media constantly talks right, about. Right, that's actually true. Um, this guy, this Star Wars YouTuber that I know, I'm not going to say this person's name, but they get um, goodie bags. Like, they're on lists for books. They're on lists for games. They got invited to a couple of uh, development of the of some games a while back. Like, and you know they 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 have like exclusive stuff sent to them, and um, it's they firmly believe it's because they never trash Star Wars. That they're just a Star Wars channel who's very neutral and gray in their opinions. And I'm wondering, huh? That makes sense. That's why. That's why me and Preston never get invited to any Game of Thrones shit. Cause fucking, <laughs> cause fucking Preston's always <laughs> trashing Game of Thrones. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, uh, all right, Preston. Let's let's wrap this up, guys. Thank you so much for watching. We will be back for Star Wars next week with the last episode of The Mandalorian, and in a couple of days, maybe with the uh, Rise of Skywalker review podcast thingy, uh, where Preston will be very depressed. Seriously, I, I I'm actually curious to see if you'd actually like the movie. I don't think you will, but you. Can. I I doubt it. Mm. I don't know how I could. I mean, and I'm not talking. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, looking at the plot threads, I don't see how they could possibly come together in a, in a satisfying way. Um, and I just, I also know J.J. Abrams' like movie style from The Force Awakens, so I just can't see. I can't see it wa- working out. We'll we'll discuss um, it when you watch it. But I will say, like, like I, I'm I'm someone who need. I'm 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 not like a Michael Bay fan. Like I don't need like explosions and blah, 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 like happening every two seconds. Right, but you kind of know that like. You kind of know that you're not going to like a Michael Bay movie when you see it. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Because you, I mean, I've seen enough Michael, I've seen a fuckload of Michael Bay movies, sadly. <laughs> I've seen Bad Boys. I've seen fucking Bad Boys 2. I've seen, Ar- I've seen Armageddon. I've seen Transformers 1. I've seen Transformers 2. I, I, I get the fucking gist. Right. Okay? I know that when a Michael Bay movie comes out, what it's going to be and how it's going to, like, I, it's just not going to be good. Like, I mean, I could be surprised, you well, know, all of a sudden. This film feels very Michael Bay-ish at times because the pacing is super, like, like, characters will be having a, con- like, important characters will be having a conversation, and then it just quickly jumps to, like, this really other thing that's also, like, oh, very urgent, blah, 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 blah. Like, the movie starts off very urgent, and then, like, everybody's just walking very fast all the time, and it's like, guys, slow down a little bit, fuck, it's just... Let me catch my breath. Holy shit. And it's almost... We gotta get this all It's in. almost as though, like, they had to cram several ideas from past movies all into this one. And they, they kept mm. saying, well, uh, Palpatine was the bad guy the entire time. I don't believe that for a fucking second because there is no way... There is no... Like, the sh- you, you'll see what I mean. You'll see what I mean. There is... They, they okay, lie a okay. lot about this fucking trilogy. They lie a lot about it. But uh, for once, it's not the SJW's fault. For once. It's not... It's not females who are the problem or, or people of color. It's it's JJ's inability to do something different. Because because you know, 
the one the one thing I've learned is, you know, geez, if if the Last Jedi just had nothing but white mm-hmm. men in it, it would have been a fucking perfect. <laughs> it movie, would have been right? a ten out of ten. That would have would have solved everything. <laughs> had Finn and Rose been two white guys going to go, going on that plot to the casino? Oh man, it would have been. That would have just hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes automatically. Hundred percent. Had. Man, and had that Captain Marvel movie just been like a white dude? Uh, actually, Ka- uh, Brie Larson recently did a thing on Jimmy Kimmel where I think she uh, substituted for him, and she had a nice uh, nice uh, uh, plot, if you know what I mean. And um, I-, I forgive her for Captain Marvel after that episode of Jimmy Kimmel. I think, first of all, I think Brie Larson, is, she's so deadpan, <laughs> and her, her humor style is so fucking deadpan. I think it's hilarious, but other people, there are so many YouTube videos out there about how, like, she's got the most unlikable, like, look how bitchy she is. And you're like, dude, she's doing the most sarcastic, deadpan, like, humor. Like, do you not see it? And it's, I don't know. Like, I think she's fucking hilarious. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. We got on for too long. Guys, thank you so so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.